0: State of the game. No. State of the game. See? (laughs) Episode
1: one. (laughs) It's over. It's over. Thanks for tuning in. Cut his mic. Cut his (laughs) (laughs) mic.
0: Welcome to Casuals of Terra episode one. I'm your host, Ryan, and here with your other host, Andrew. Hey, Andrew.
1: Hey, Ryan. Hello, hello. Going, remember remember the name? There will be a quiz. Okay, <laughs> yeah, because I'm never saying it
0: again. Uh, so Andrew and I go way back, and for me, he's always been Hetch, so that's what I'll be calling him. So if you hear me calling somebody Hetch, I am speaking to Andrew. Um, yeah. I will probably never say Andrew. <laughs> but it will be everywhere like on the socials and everything i'll use yeah. andrew but
1: yeah i'm still surprised that i'm like got to hear it like two more times after we just went it's hedge yeah <laughs> so that's great
0: i felt uncomfortable felt unnatural i didn't like it at all
1: <laughs> very unnatural
0: so so what is casuals of runeterra so we're a new podcast um obviously for the game legends of runeterra uh, and we're kind of trying to take this casual approach to the game and just have fun with it. Uh, we're both previous League of Legends players from the earlier days, closer to beta. And we knew the lore before it changed, <laughs> as as most people from that time period. Uh, so with this game popping back up, you know, obviously we are interested in the card game aspect, but also getting back into the lore and seeing the kind of flavor that Riot is sprinkling in it. So. This uh, These episodes are going to be kind of broken up. We're still experimenting with stuff, but uh, a quick, quick, what is it? Syllabus for sorts is you will have our first section will be the state of the game where we kind of just talk about the decks we're playing, um, what we like about the game at the moment. And then we'll go into section two, which is the main topic for this episode, which you'll see in the title, which is for Damasia. So we're talking about Damasia and kind of the elements of that uh, from the perspective of Garen and Lux for this episode and then we'll go into fade of the game which is where we kind of discuss where we think it's going, what we want to see um and then some other champions and lore that we're interested in getting into for future episodes. That's kind of your your overview. Uh, are you pumped?
1: I I am hella pumped. And I'd like to chime in on what you just said. I think it's yeah. important to really highlight the casuals bit too because <laughs> we I I know I know especially you. We mm-hmm. we have both been we both have also played a lot of card games yes. throughout the years, uh, yes. namely Magic the Gathering and mm-hmm. Hearthstone um, between our friendship. Uh, but in both of, I, I think I kind of was a bad influence with you and magic <laughs> because <laughs> I've always just been a very casual, yeah, a casual gamer when it comes to the tabletop card games. So I, I want to, Do find the dumbest things. I want to see if I can make it work. And that's really what this, like the podcast is definitely going to be a reflection of that too. Like let's go in, let's have fun. What can we do with this?
0: Exactly. And yeah, like you mentioned, I come from the more competitive side uh, from a very young age. Most, most games I go into, I first look at the competitive aspect and then dabble in the casual. Um, So for me, magic, the gathering is where I put the most effort, did some traveling for a while. I'm not saying I was winning and crushing tournaments, uh, but I was definitely traveling around the U.S. and trying to go to as many um, qualifiers and stuff. So with Runeterra, it's a case where I wanted to take a more casual approach to it, and just have fun with it. Uh, so my natural resource was Hedge, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> because he's from like from the Magic side, like the you know more fun decks, trying to push mechanics as far as they can go. Uh, and Runeterra has a lot of fun mechanics, so yep. let's start getting to that. So, Fade of the game. No, state of the game. See? <laughs> Episode 1.
1: <laughs> it's over. It's over. Thank you it again. Cut his mic. <laughs> cut his mic.
0: <money. laughs> state of the game. <laughs> so what are you playing? Like what's your deck what's your deck that you're maining right now?
1: Um if Especially whenever we're gonna talk about like my deck or a main deck, um, mm-hmm. the, let's just get this out of the way. There is only one woman in my life. <laughs> and that is my bay, Lux. I love Lux. I like back, you mentioned that we both played um, that we both played League of Legends mm-hmm. closer to beta. I played a little bit longer than you, mm-hmm. and I was a Lux main in league. I just loved her whole kit, and even when the, she just absolutely sucked, it was like, I'm going to play Lux. And then yeah. Room Terra comes up. We talk about – you and I were talking about if, hey, Hetch, you're going to play Room Terra. I was thinking about it. I don't know. And it's like Lux is a card. <laughs> well, you might have talked me into it. I think you got me. <laughs> so my – I, what I've been maining the most right now has been an Ezreal combo deck with yeah. Lux as kind. Lux is more of the more of the main engine of okay. the deck. Like instead of, I don't think it's as good as your Freljord Piltover, mm-hmm. uh, Ezreal combos. Yeah, like those are a lot cleaner. Like they get yeah. to the, the end goal of Ezreal popping off a lot better, but with a Demacia Piltover Lux just kind of is the star of the show which is what yeah. I wanted to do. Um and that's definitely what I've been playing. But are
0: you using barriers and such as well?
1: To I, protect or I've actually dropped the barriers on okay. my list and what I've been as far as just uh with what how I've been playing it it's been less trying to protect Lux and Ezreal mm-hmm. and a lot more of just trying to flip lux as quickly as possible okay. i dropped the prismatic barriers to make space for a full deck set of um the what is it the R- brilliance um it's the piltover three mana burst spell with um, okay what is it that refills your spell mana oh um, yeah, yeah yeah
0: it, it, it creates right. a, a random spell in your hand as well
1: yes and yeah. okay I'm drawing a blank on the name. Flash of Brilliance. Okay, cool. Um, so I, I have a full three copies of Flash of Brilliance because the best thing that can happen um, is turn six, have full spell mana, and double Flash of Brilliance in hand. Yeah, Because then it is play Lux with the barrier out. A lot of times you can even have opponents two for oneing themselves trying to get rid of Lux. Yeah. And in response to that two of one, I still evolve Lux. Like she's still going to level up and I've got two spells and the fleeting laser that you now no longer have an answer to. Yeah. Yeah. So and that the lasers – do apply to luck uh, to Ezreal leveling Mm -hmm. up because you're still targeting.
0: Yeah. True.
1: And unlike a lot of the other Piltover spells, like your mystic shot or get excited. If they get rid of the creature, like especially with shadow Isles being able to sacrifice their creatures to draw cards. Yeah. If they do that with the Lux laser, it doesn't matter. The Lux laser still goes off because Mm -hmm. it has, um, It has overwhelm. So then if they sacrifice it, not only does it just four damage to the face, it still counts as Ezreal triggering. So then Ezreal Ezreal still gets that one targeted spell because the spell doesn't fizzle. So it's nice little interactions that – it makes it sound a lot better than it is if you're if someone's listening to this and you're like i want the most competitive ezreal deck (laughs) that's not it i am not your guy this ain't Uh, it chief (laughs) yeah these are not the droids you were looking for but (laughs) but damn it you will have a lot of fun if you're playing it
0: okay Uh, it's funny you mentioned damasian piltover because up to this point i want to say a couple days before this this episode i was playing something completely different right well not completely different But I end up in Demacian Piltover with this. It's one of those moments where you're playing, it's late, you should be in bed, but rather you want to continue a losing streak. And you're like, you know, forget (laughs) it. I have the answer. And you build a deck and it just works. But then you have to wake up to make sure you're not, you know, it wasn't through insanity. Right. And I ended up with Demacian Piltover. But my version is focusing on Lucian and um, what's his wife slash girlfriend slash Senna. Uh, Senna. And Senna. And what it does is I kept the the Jinx, Jinx is in for the tempo piece and pretty much finishing up. So essentially fill your hand with more gas because the current combo is that six mana um, spell that empties your hand, draws three, deals three damage.
1: Oh, um, yeah. So yeah, I play. I know yeah. that creature. It's a So I play
0: three Jinx and I play two of him at the top end. Yep. So yep. I top out there. What is
1: it called? Augmented Experimenter.
0: Yeah, the guy with the metal hands.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: So I play three Jinx, two of him at the top end. Um, and then I play basically Euro Lucian Senna package for aggression. And then I play mainly spells that protect my creatures. So I'm playing the Chain Vest, which I think is a great card. Um and I, we can go into that another time. But yes. it actually, I like it better than, because the two one drops, burst spell one drops that Damasio have are powerful, right? Uh, but between the plus one, plus one and the chain vest, the chain vest has a lot better interactions. And also it plays on the fact that people aren't really expecting it. Um, so you can play around a lot of things and put them in negative positions. Uh, and then I'm also playing the, I am playing Prismatic Barrier. Uh, just things that keep my cards alive because I do play three copies of the, uh, what is it? The one one four that if something dies, if a creature dies, at the end of turn, give everything you have one one.
1: Uh, dawn speakers.
0: Yeah, the dawn speakers. I'm playing that. So essentially, you're keeping your. It, it's a tempo deck in the sense that you're playing strong creatures early. You're protecting those creatures to get the maximum value out of it. And then Dawn Speakers are helping you scale them throughout the rest of the game. And then you finish with your top end, which is Jinx and the uh, Metal Hands guy, uh,
1: which is his official name. So, <laughs> welcome to Metal Hands Podcast.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, so, that's what I'm playing. Uh, and, you know, I'm liking it. I have to play a little bit more of it before I'm very confident in it. I think it has potential because it got me past the hump that I was in with the original Jinx uh, Piltover Noxious. Or Noxus deck I was playing. Um because Which
1: which yeah. I play that's the only deck I played today, as yeah. much as I as I talked about like how I love my Lux Ezreal mm-hmm. deck. I played Jinx and Draven, Discard, Aggro. Yes, that's what it's called. Discord, yeah, the first game I played today was on turn one, the three two that can't block. Yeah. Um I think he's like Legion Vanguard. And then I played Trifarian Hopeful, which is a three-two-two two mana, but he gets plus two attack if you have another Noxus. Yeah. And I went second, so it was turn one swinging for eight, and <laughs> I literally played one drop, two drop, yeah. and my opponent conceded. Yep. It was the eight. best game of my life. I was it's like, a lot thank of damage
0: you. to start off.
1: <laughs> it was like, thank you so much, dude. <laughs> so, well, you know, I, I, it's I love crazy. the
0: slip. Yeah, it's crazy the chances, though, that we are playing Damasia because that's the topic of our episode. It's for Damasia. So let's go ahead and hop into that main juicy bit. So we want to kind of talk about the lore here, right? So that's something I had to go back and read up on because it's changed so much. And I think one of the biggest uh, plot points of Damasia, because as somebody mentioned, I was reading through one of the forums and they're like, you know, Damasia is technically still one of the most popular cities in the lore um out of everything. Like people are familiar with it. It's really nailed down as far as the uh the world building aspect. But it's their views on magic. Right? Yes. And and, and how they how they feel about magic users and how they got to that point. So if you want to
1: kinda talk about I, I, that. I think it I think it's more that like the action like riot as far as within their character development mm-hmm. team when just looking at League of Legends, that they want all of the demacian heroes or mm-hmm. champions to be on theme so you literally have two characters that scream for demacia <laughs> when they do stuff in game yeah. so of course everyone's like oh yeah De- uh, it's like oh do you know league of legends lore yeah. uh demacia for demacia <laughs> uh, i've heard that a thousand times uh so i i think that's kind of a loaded statement but yeah. it definitely is like uh I mean if you look at it just from a overall pop culture standpoint it mm-hmm. really is the most common theme within any any mythical world is that there's always going to be that one city that's law and order yeah. and at the end of the day whatever however you want to discuss like the views on magic um the very the very strong undertones of um border patrol and refugees that are in the lore now yeah. like all that aside the overall theme of of demacia is going to be law and order and that's for a lot of different pop culture nerd stories yeah. if you will like that's going to be the most common one that you can connect every major arcing story to
0: so that being said is garen Captain America and his luck, Scarlet Witch. Now, now I, <laughs> I presented, so this is kind of like me at the beginning of reading the lore, thinking about Garen's drive, how he got to where he was, how he forms his opinions of what things should be, and ultimately giving his life for Demacia or to Demacia. He's not dead. So that's... Not dead yet. <laughs> Let me clarify that. Not dead yet. I mean, he's on the path. <laughs> that's kind of the, the hero's path, right? <laughs> um, but is he Captain America? Does that sound... Does that sound fitting? I think he's a little more righteous than Captain America is.
1: Well, it's... Sense. Like the whole is... Is he Captain America? Like if you... Uh, Anyone who hears Captain America right now is automatically going to think of the movies over comic books, which is fine. I think I think that's a safe assessment. Yeah, I can only really talk from the movies. Yeah. I don't read yeah, that many like, yeah. Marvel comics, but I it really is a fair comparison because the newest things that have been added into Demacian lore have been more about like the repressed of Demacia mm-hmm. or mages, and one of the things that. Garen in his story is struggling with the most is doing his best to ignore Lux. So, like, throughout all of the lore from back when, before a specific League of Legends champion, Silas, was introduced, mm-hmm. before all of that, the most common theme within Garen's lore is that he was completely ignorant. Of Lux's abilities. Yes. And so the most recent development has been Silas breaking out of prison Mm -hmm. and doing his part to create a revolution of mages. Mm -hmm. And in that breakout, that's when Lux kind of just shows, at least not outright that she has magical powers, but she does show her connection with mages. And there's there's a part of the lore where Garen is tracking down the mages fleeing the city through the sewers mm-hmm. and they're being guided out of the city by Lux. He has an opportunity to stop them from leaving and arresting them. Yeah. And he doesn't. He decides to let Lux go. And if that isn't Steve Rogers and Bucky, <laughs> then I. I clearly don't know anything about, about putting anything. stories together, so yeah. yeah. And, and, to your, and to your Captain America, yeah, he's Captain to your, Demacia. And to your Captain Demacia,
0: <laughs> <laughs> that should have been the name of the episode. <laughs> uh, I'll put it in like I don't know after the colon. I'll we'll, put we'll fix it in post. We'll, we'll fix it in it post. In post. <laughs> but that to your point, that kind of lends credence to your statement that Lux is Scarlet Witch. Which for a lot of her, I mean, I've read the comics and watched the movies as well. A lot of her early story, you know, around the age that Lux is, is Scarlet Witch coming to terms with her powers. Because she is so powerful for her age and as far as where she grows up and how that, that being different like that is not very advantageous in that situation. Um, and then her view on other magic style users or that kinetic style users. Um, when she gets older and how she how she treats those people versus others who aren't used to that kind of what is it i don't want say repression i guess it's some repression but also a discrimination as you're learning who you yeah i think are discrimination
1: i think discrimination yeah. names it off well and um, the the biggest key as far as Lux coming to terms with all of that and it's the same Technically, with Garen, they both experience it, is Mm -hmm. that um, their uncle is killed by a pack of of rogue mages. That's the only information we have about their uncle is that he was killed by mages. And Lux and Garen just have completely different reactions. Garen – packs up he goes to join the army and he's like (laughs) he's captain america i don't care that my body's not strong enough it's gonna be Um, (laughs) but lux lux has this moment of panic because this is shortly after she's discovered that she has magical abilities Mm -hmm. and that it's this whole thing of Seeing that, how Demacia reacts to a very prominent figure because uh, their aunt, which a lot of Room Terror players will recognize this name, Tiana Crown Guard, mm-hmm. their aunt is a high military figure, and she just lost her husband to mages, which already have poor repute within the city. Yes. So, all of a sudden, hey, like, oh crap now i just my situation just went from a a problem into life threatening yes and yeah exactly so it's i do like though as far as while we're making these comparisons mm-hmm. it, like the comparison to scarlet witch i do like that lux's story is a little bit more lighthearted yeah both in magic style as well as just origin because light magic ha 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 (laughs) god i'm funny like comment and subscribe (laughs)
0: this this (laughs) is how we're starting off but so so that kind of leads us into the flavor that's brought into these cards so a lot of people have talked about you know what's making legends of runeterra feel like such a good game And, you know, they're late to the party, obviously. There's been so many TCGs out and the whole digital thing is no longer a surprise. There's plenty of different angles. But I think the one thing that makes the game feel so right is the cards themselves, right? Because everybody has touched League of Legends at some point um, or has has come across the property. Uh, But in the card game, you know, like Magic has shown that if you put effort into the flavor of what the card does while still making it a usable thing, while still making it, um, uh, relatable from the card mechanic standpoint, it adds, it just makes, it makes you feel better about it. Right. And the first card that comes to mind is purify. So based on everything we just told you about that general lore, and we'll go back to a little more about Garen and Lux later, and then some other characters that they've brought up, uh, with cards is, you know, purify kind of embodies the, the Damasian model. So Let me go through the card. So Purify is a two-cost burst spell, and it removes all text and keywords from a follower, right? So some things that look from the flavor aspect that stood out for me. So first of all, it's a burst spell, right? And that's kind of uh, demonstrates how swift the action of Mage Seekers, which we'll talk about, are when it comes to gaining knowledge. So when magical activity happens anywhere, they mobilize, right? And that's talked about in a lot of the different stories. I mean, even in, you know, down the road, Galio's story, whenever magic's involved like They get a small army together, a small group, and they go investigate somehow. And they don't wait around because that's kind of what led to the initial, you know, almost Damasia getting wiped out as a people or Damascus getting wiped out as a people. Um, and then burst spells also can't be responded to, which is an, an interesting take, right? Because... You, you don't get a say they are helping you and cleansing you. They're purifying you of your magic. <laughs> that little spin to like, you, like you mentioned law and order, right? Where it's like, we're helping you because it's not cleanse, right? It's purify. Right. <laughs> You're yes. helping. So even, like all those little bits and pieces of that card that embody this lore, you know, that's, that's, that's what makes this game feel so right. And it's beautiful. And there's other things around it, um, but it just feels good. And hopefully they can stick to that kind of, Uh, that kind of approach and care to every card they make because it's, it's, it's doing work, right? Like it's, it's very, very impressive.
1: I, and I also love, I was so happy that you picked purify Mm. as far as like the very first thing that you want to talk (laughs) about when it's like, let's talk about flavor. Cause I, I feel that purify also at the beginning of the open beta and to an extent right now too, that purify just hasn't gotten the love that it really deserves and so like there have been there there are definitely some cards that are a little degenerate right now Mm -hmm. um but there have been other cards i've talked to people or heard people complain about and for a i would say at least 60 percent of like the mass card pool that's that's kind of forming a meta purify answers it like, it's like, yeah. uh, have y'all looked at Purify? <laughs> like, <laughs> Demacia's got some answers, bro. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And
0: to your point, so the next card we have here is Succession slash Reinforcements.
1: Yes. You want to talk about and, that? Yeah. I, um, and th- this is going to be two cards, but I re- the main thing I want to point out with these with succession and, and with reinforcements, is that it's the only two cards that actually summon Dauntless Vanguard, and <laughs> yeah. there are no, there's no Dauntless Van card card. Like yeah. it's, they don't have their or own card. Van <laughs> card. <laughs> <laughs> listen, like, if you can do it, I get to do it. Fair, All right? <laughs> fair play, fair play. All right, I concede. <laughs> but as uh, you were, <laughs> um, and obviously the mage seekers and purify like they have like on point flavor especially within the lore mm-hmm. but a thing that is going to be overlooked in that is that Demacia prides itself in its army. Yeah. And one of the things that is mentioned in the lore is that their army will can go to toe to toe with and best any army if yeah. they're fighting in Demacia because they just give the middle finger to magic yeah. because they're surrounded by petricite. Yeah. Um and petricite it's in their
0: armor, it's in yeah. their weapons, it's yeah.
1: Yeah. And petricite being like the kryptonite of magic, like mm-hmm. it, magic won't work around petricite. Um but they – with both reinforcements and with um, uh, succession, succession yeah. like they're both slow spells. Mm-hmm. So it's a thing like mobilizing your army, which yeah. you, like if you read anything as far as military tactics and stuff, it's not ever just a snap-your-finger response. Mm-hmm. Um, and with a slow spell in Terra, this gives – An entire almost like feels like your own turn to respond. Yeah. The whole game stops to go, hang on, he's casting a slow spell. You've (laughs) lost all priority now. Let's react. And I, but it it really gives like that whole flavor of like sounding the trumpets, look, look to the hills. Here they go. And you see this army coming up. And I, and I do think that both these cards are just important for a Damasia to have because it gives, you know, the tip of the hat to the Crowns Guard family, to all of the soldiers. It's like, let's this is it. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Side by side, let's go to war. And so I, I love I love the flavor of them.
0: Yeah, and that kind of goes into the next card we have here as far as spells are concerned, and that's for Damasia, right? Like it's For Damasia. <laughs> At the end, we're gonna both do our best for Damascus. <laughs> um no! so I've been practicing, but the <laughs> I just I want to catch you off guard, so mine's better. Uh, uh, that's I... that's the goal here. Before Damascus, so it's a six-cost slow spell, similar to succession and reinforcements, and it gives plus three and plus three to all allies, right? Pretty straightforward. Um, and you know, it's the namesake of the city. Uh, obviously, it's kind of like a rally at the beginning so to your point when you have this gathering of will this build up because three three in this game is a lot like that's that's a huge it's a buff ton. and for everyone for yeah. all your allies so you know there's a card that actually gives you one of these that you can play on three and even that knowing it's in your hand is so daunting you see what i did I <laughs> I What? I'm Yeah. But it sucks for your it sucks when you know, it sucks for your opponent when you see it because you know at some point you're gonna have to deal with this. Yeah. And for demacia is not a joke. It's like they, they don't play around. So I, I like that little bit of like in every card that Demacia has, they have that little bit. Um, that adds to the Garen Lux side of things and also the other car- champions that we'll talk about. Yeah. It, at some point I, I, very soon. I also
1: think that it's really key for them to have a card like it because it yeah. gives a feeling of an Anthem effect. Yes, and exactly. th- Demacia is really the only region that has seen consistent mono region play. And yes. I think for Demacia, really just kind of Put, like just puts a cherry on top of what it's like to just be putting your army on the board, get them big, send them in and yeah. it's it's just clean. I I think it's great. I, I really do think it's just one of the more beautiful mechanics in the game.
0: Exactly. So this gets us into now some of the follower characters. So, if you're not familiar, so you have your champions, which are the ones you know, the ones that are in the game, and you have the followers which are, you know, some other outskirts of those cities and those regions. Um, characters, some of them are more important than others, but it allows, right, to kind of give you more of that ground level of a city slash region. So we're going to have to start with this one because all the fanboys would cancel us after episode <laughs> one if we don't. Syn- Is it Cynthia, right? Uh, yes. Cynthia um, of Cloudfield. Um so this is an interesting card and it caught everybody's attention when it came out because she essentially has three forms uh, in this game, which is this this first card that we mentioned. Then you have Vanguard Squire, which kind of shows her journey as, you know, after the first initial coming to the city. And then you have Cynthia the Bold. So for Cynthia of Cloudfield, uh, she's a one for two or a two, two for one. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's. Pretty good, that's pretty solid, which kind of shows a good start for her to be, because to be a Damascus soldier, you, you gotta be cut from a certain cloth, right?
1: Absolutely. And not only just for a Demacian soldier, but like for the aspirations that Scythria has. Like, it's these, she's aiming for the elite of Demacia. Like, it's not, it's no joke. So she's got to have something to build off of.
0: Exactly. And that kind of moves her down her path. So we know she was successful. And now she's a 3 3 for four. um, That when you summon an elite, it reduces her cost by one which is also a cool spell because it goes from being a strong loner, right? Oh, two, two for one to now having the backing of your fellow elite soldiers that reduces your cost. Um, and, you know, the the imagery is real cool because you get to see her. I think her, her hair change kind of, um, but you can still tell it's her. There's even in the back of Garen's card uh, before he flips, you can see yep. her in the background walking by with her hood up uh, in the city, like little things like that, right?
1: Yeah, and I think it's it's also nice too because it's like that's also when you get like the tag of elite, like you know, even though that this isn't her final form, this is not my final form. <laughs> um, like she's already, it's like she's already an elite. Like she's all her triggers are with elites and everything. She's she is officially a military uh, chick. Like no longer just bottom yeah. of the of the barrel. Like it's like not we're here to stay but let's talk about that final form because that's what the final yeah. form is my favorite.
0: <laughs> I It's funny. I haven't seen it played much, but when it is played, especially in expedition, uh, it doesn't make me happy. <laughs> Cause it's so it's game ending, right? It's, it's what they call a game ender for real. You don't, you don't start with a showstopper, but we get <laughs> Cynthia, the bold. She's an elite um, as well. Give, give up, Oh, it's just when she attacks, you give other battling allies plus one plus one and Fearsome this round. You wanna tell them okay. how Fearsome works just in case they're wondering?
1: Yeah. Um, fearsome is a mechanic where a creature with Fearsome can only be blocked by another follower or champion that has three or more attack. So as far as in magic – or in magic – in card games, whenever you see a big threat and you just put the tiniest creature you have in front of it to not die, we refer to it as chump blocking. And Cythria demands that chump blocking not be allowed. Like only the the strong are going to be battling. And by giving everything fearsome, that's the easiest way to just kind of take chump blocking out of – the question like it's no we're big boys only
0: yeah big boys <laughs> only yeah. so let's hop into our last our last couple cards here um which focus on the you know the magic aspect of things and that control of it is the mage seeker set so the mage seeker set essentially four cards um that are all different type of mage seekers which is an organization that essentially goes out monitors the streets it's almost like a should we say cult are we there yet <laughs> they're in order they're like um a subset because they they don't i don't think they i don't think they directly re- um report to the damasian army i no, think th- yeah they're no, separate they,
1: they, they are they're a separate sect
0: yeah a separate sect we'll call them that uh so the four cards we have here are the conservator we have the investigator the insider and the persuader and we won't go into those individually um but what we'll say is like they all deal with spells right like the conservator is – creates a spell for you because conservators are used within this sect to monitor magic and to learn more about it. So they're taking all the magical items they find and such and then learn from that. So it's giving yeah. you magic.
1: Yeah. They're they're responsible yeah. as far as locking away any magic found. Exactly. Like if they find religious texts or anything yeah. like that, they lock it away.
0: Yeah. And then the most – the most, I think, popular one right now that actually sees play somewhat is the Investigator. Uh, and I think this, this is also a set of cards that are going to get more support as we move forward. Um, but the Investigator says that uh, once you play her, if you cast a spell this round, remove all text and keywords from an enemy follower
1: right which is uh, the same mechanic as Purify. hey and what yeah. is she holding in her
0: hand that <laughs> the, thing
1: yeah the, <laughs> the same art the the item that is the art um, it's I, actually a uh stone okay yeah so she's i get it mixed pet- up with
0: the eagle badge the that the, the the what is it the it's for the crown guards they have like an yeah. the eagle
1: right it's um it's the that the eagle is the symbol, or the um, what's the word? It's like I'm the family crown, or the family, crest, the crest, yeah, family of crest. The, that's it.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then you have the persuader and the. Uh, insider which both gain stats um, from the discarding of a spell
1: yeah i think the flavor of both the persuader and the insider is much more on point because the whole purpose of the mage seekers is to root out magic and get rid of it so how do you these guys work by getting rid of magic from your hand (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the flavor is just chef's kiss do you do you think there's (laughs) any do you think there's any, like,
0: second level of flavor with, like, getting rid of magic, The Gathering?
1: <laughs> oh, man. I Shots did it. fired. <laughs> it's episode but, one, Ryan. How it's deep does this all go? How deep <laughs> does this go? <laughs> Uh Oh, but let's keep it moving
0: so yeah we have that set which i think is cool because you know you have these separate followers but they all kind of fall within the same behavior and the lore fits right like i think riot has shown they already nailed this hope they can keep that track record uh but let's talk about the auntie (laughs) my auntie big mama auntie tiana crown guard man that art is so good i hate her already like the first time i saw the picture i was like i can't stand this woman
1: Already,
0: because you can tell <laughs> he she embodies tell. she embodies the hardest side of Damasia. but you know you know the background you know it's warranted right like her views can't be the same as luxor's or can't be the same as garen because she's garen's not as cutthroat where she yep. like as she is when it comes to he still has a soft spot right
1: right i, I think they did a great job just giving the depiction of like this having the feeling of being held to a higher standard yeah and having that having that be a fault like you can tell like just looking at this art that there's something inherently wrong yeah um and i and when you look at the lore too it's you can't really pinpoint anything wrong. And I think that's really important Uh because Demacia at its, at its core, when you really dig into the lore is just a gray area. It's like there's there. Is it right? Is it wrong? Who really knows when at the end of it, no one knows. Yeah. And Uh I, but I, my favorite bit about Tiana is that Uh I think she is underplayed as far as just being a win condition. Yeah. Like that, Rally is such a strong effect in this game, yeah. and Demacia I think is cool because they have a three mana fast spell, a relentless pursuit yes. that grants Rally. Yeah, and like there, it's one thing to hit an opponent for a lot of damage, or not even like just a ton of damage, maybe like six. Yeah, and then just if you can rally and hit him for another six, or in Tiana's case, rally and that six <laughs> becomes thirteen instead yeah. of losing six health in one turn, you lost thir- you lost nineteen. Yeah, it is that that's potentially lethal. Yeah, and especially the I, control board. Yeah, yeah, I think it's like, uh it, like Gr- Crown Guard was like the top end of the very first deck I built because yeah. it's like, hang on a second, that that that'll hurt. <laughs> exactly that's some big deeps so let's let's we would be
0: remiss if we don't talk about garen lux the actual cards um seems like we're already going a little bit over here (laughs) we'll get we'll get there we'll get there we we got demacia is a huge pool of things to pull from and we're actually going to follow up with you know in episode two we're going to go into the other champions and some more about demacia so we'll get back to some things we missed yay let's talk about garen um regeneration Five, five for five uh, that has regeneration in order to level him up. You have to strike twice with him, Uh, which isn't hard because he regenerates. So it's it's it gives you that incentive to attack with him so you can get to that next level. Uh, And then when he flips, he turns into a six, six that at the start of every every round. He rallies and he yeah. still has regenerate. So it's like Garen's vigilance is the thing, right? And nothing says more vigilant than these stats and this ability.
1: There is nothing more vigilant than Garen. <laughs> and He'll be damned if he lets you forget it. You must and- remain vigilant. <laughs> and I... I- I think it's a shame though because he, since he does cost that five mana, that mm. it's like most of the time the decks that want to be using an effect like Garen mm-hmm. is stuff that wants to be on the board fast. Exactly. And Garen feels like too weak for a top end, yeah. too expensive to be that mid range. Um. So it, he's such a cool card though. I, yeah. I love it because he, I must remain vigilant.
0: Yeah. With the with the way this game works. Five is definitely the number that you're getting towards the top end, right? Mm-hmm. Like you, like your aggro is in that really one to three sometimes. And then your three to four is where all your mid-range cards are. Yeah. And then five plus is where you're topping out. There are some cards that give you a little more range to make six the top point. Yeah. Um, but speaking of six, you can go ahead and tell them about Lux.
1: Of course, I get to talk about my bae. <laughs> um So, uh, Lux is a six mana uh, is a six mana creature that with four five and barrier. Yeah, uh, barrier. If anyone's familiar with Hearthstone, is divine shield, but only for a single turn. Mm-hmm. But it allows her to ignore damage for a turn, and the level up condition on Lux is that she has to see you cast six plus mana of spells. Mm-hmm. And when she levels up, she creates a final spark in hand. And then from that point on, every time she sees you cast six mana worth of spells, yeah. she gives you a final spark, which is for that turn only a zero mana spell of four damage with overwhelm to a target creature. And I like, one of the things – the biggest joke of all time in League of Legends is that Lux is constantly in a state of firing my laser <laughs> And I – so I just love this card because as long as it, – it's a heavy investment because you do yeah. have to build around Lux. Mm-hmm. But as long as you're built around her, she's going to be firing these lasers yeah. over and over again. And it is just the definition of pew, pew, pew. Once she gets
0: <laughs> to six, it is very easy To count to six, (laughs) so you get a lot of those lasers. There, there have been rare occasions where, because the goal is to essentially kill before you can get to that settled point with Lux, and there, I think there's only one game I can think of where I won after a Lux flipped, and it was the most like I had to play very tight. It was like there was no room for error. There had to think a couple, you know, um, turns ahead, and had to put them in a position where they essentially ran out of gas Mm -hmm. after they flipped, which is rare. So.
1: And, and to your point before, as far as that five mana and six mana kind of being your top end, mm-hmm. a thing that's really easy to ignore if um, you're not thinking of it is that the um, – that control decks at that five mana turn mm-hmm. oftentimes you are going to have full spell mana and yep. then they're hitting eight mana and nine mana. Yeah. And nine mana cough, cough being ruination <laughs> and just <laughs> yep. resetting the board. So yeah. it's like both of – I love both of these champions so much and I love the lore so much, but it's uh they're, they're a little heavier to invest in. Like it's, this is not the most optimal way to no. play, but we're not here to talk about optimal. We're, we're here to talk here about to be fun. Casual. <laughs> <laughs> so let's hop into
0: the next section. Uh, fate of the game. See, I got it right this time.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so fate of the game, basically we talk about like what do we want to see next? Um, what we want to you know, focus on, what we want to look at, And for me, it's definitely tournament options. I think with, so Magic the Gathering had Arena come out uh, not that long ago. They came out of beta. And I think something that they haven't handled too well is how they have their tournament set up uh, because they they do have Magic Online, which they've shown they can do tournaments. So it was very different in Arena and people weren't really satisfied with how it was set up. And I think that's probably where the focus is right now so this whole beta thing i'm sure riot knows this game works they know the mechanics work and they just want to get people into it so that when they launch they can launch with a tournament structure that keeps people engaged and pushes people from that casual realm into the competitive space
1: yeah and i i as being an old League of Legends player, I am always hesitant when talking about Riot and these kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, potentially just kind of ruining Preach, our show, Preach. ruining our show before we can even get off the ground. <laughs> um, Riot has shown that they're very committed to keep to making as competitive of an environment as possible, mm-hmm. and that's almost a fault. And yeah. So i I would love to see tournament options. I would love to see them get something. Like get it set up to where anyone can set up a tournament, so that way even like casual players can go into like a tournament format. You can get your friends together, get a bracket, um, and yeah. then also have a an environment where you can see the top level players playing. Yeah. Um. But don't balance your entire game only to them. Like, yeah. Let the casual survive, um, exactly. but uh, uh, let me get off my soapbox.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this, this is your platform. This is this is your voice here now. This is where you're supposed to get on the soapbox.
1: Oh, okay. Hang on. Oh, wait, back on my soapbox. <laughs>
0: So so you said – what did you have for your, um, your fate
1: of the game? Obviously, uh, as far as being more casual, I want to think about the next cool things. Mm-hmm. And in a card game, the coolest thing to think of is the next expansion. Yeah. And specifically looking at Demacia, like the ways that they could ex- expand the champion pool is already – like. There's so many cool options. I know you would be excited to see Galio coming in. Yes. Um, but for me, I would be much more excited to see the leader of Demacia. Mm-hmm. I want to see J4, Jarvan Fourth. And if they brought Jarvan in, that yeah. could – his lore is directly tied to Shyvana yeah. and Shyvana being a half-dragon humanoid. A creature of magic and just the chaos that is sown within Demacia, just with Jarvan being saved by a magical being. Yeah. Like, it's. They already have such a great platform to really showcase the lore. I think that's what Rune Terra is going to be best known for Mm -hmm. as far as bringing new people in. And I, I think that, like, you know, let's build a story. Magic the Gathering is great at building a story and then. Riot has shown that they have a story, I want to see them build it. And okay. I can respect that.
0: Alright, so now the time has come. We've reached the end of the episode. <laughs> no! Where we need to do our best for Damasia.
1: Uh you invite you know, me onto you your You want show. me to go first or do you want to go first? <laughs> well, let me see what you got. Let me see what okay. you got. Let's <clears throat> <it.
0: clears throat> takes a sip of water. <clears throat>
1: for Damasia. Ooh, ooh, ooh. ooh. Yeah. Thank wait, you. wait, wait. All right. <laughs> snap. snap <over. laughs> yeah. they are going to be the beatnik. Okay. You're hey, up. Hedgington. <clears throat> For Demacia. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. Oh, thank, that's that's really good.
0: Thank you. <laughs> And that brings this episode to an end episode one we did it we made it through a live. Uh, a little bit longer than we wanted to go for we're gonna shoot for a shorter format uh, but you know we'll leave it at that we'll have all the contact stuff soon so if you want to send in emails actually you can send in emails right now at podcastcor at gmail.com and then we'll have all the social stuff in later episodes and get that to you uh, so you can reach out. Uh, we might even have, I can, we could probably set up a voicemail, like a Google voicemail and have people send in their best Ford Damasio.
1: Ah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, huh. I want to I hear some Ford Demasias. All right. Do, what? I do. But yeah.
0: thank you for listening. This has been episode one and we'll yeah. be back soon with the next episode.
1: Thank you, everyone. Thank you so much.